Hey everybody, I wanna give you a gift before we dive in. If you're at the beginning of your content marketing journey or if you've been doing it a while but it's not working as well as you want and you feel like something is missing, I wanna give you a roadmap to help you get more ROI out of your content. This is my blog remix method and it's a shortcut to go from one blog to dozens of pieces of content in less than 60 minutes. Even if you have webinars, podcasts, and video content, you can take the transcripts and follow the guidelines in the exact same way. It's a great resource. It's free. You should have it. If you haven't downloaded it already, grab it right now at justinsimon.co slash remix. If you're listening to this podcast feed, you can click the link right below and download it. Get it, read it, apply it. It takes you step-by-step step to get more value out of your blog content and get it in front of your audience. So grab the guide, get a blog, and get it running. That's my blog remix method, and it's free at justinsimon.co slash remix. Hey, everybody. Before we get started, I want to thank my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. You can get unlimited podcast editing and strategy for one flat rate by visiting hatch.fm. All right, let's get in the show. Welcome to Distribution First, the show where we flip content marketing on its head and focus on what happens after you hit publish. Each week I share playbooks, motivations, stories, and strategies to help you repurpose and distribute your content because you deserve to get the most out of everything you create. So when I've repurposed my own content or when I've worked with other companies to repurpose their content, there's one element that really matters more than most. So we're gonna talk about something called platform native content. This is in the same vein of zero click content that was made famous by SparkToro, but really focused on the repurposing side. So it gets your content off of your website and in front of your customers. And more importantly, it gives them value exactly where they are. If they're in a social feed, it gives them value there. If they're in an inbox, it gives them value there. This is a short clip from a private workshop I gave last month. And if you get this one thing right, this can be a game changer for how you and your company repurpose content. So let's get into the show. In my mind, platform native content is the standalone content. It's pulled from the larger piece and then distributed native across any given channel. It's finding the great information within that blog post and being able to take the information. And again, don't necessarily worry about the content or getting somebody to consume that original piece of content. Our goal is to get them to consume the information within that content that we created. So what platform native content is not overly promotional. So it's not trying to advertise to ourselves or promote ourselves. It's really trying to add value and educate, entertain, inspire, motivate, get some bit of thought leadership content or educational content out in front of the audience being able to help your brand grow and be known for a specific thing over time. It's not driving toward a click. So a click is a value add. And I'll show you some examples of that where a click can be a value add, but it's not required. You're still going to be able to get value out of that post, even if that link isn't there. And then the final thing is not copy paste. And some of the things I'll show you are copy paste to start, but it's not copy paste. It's not simply we're going to drag this entire blog post and put it into our email newsletter and call it a day. We're not just going to grab this section, throw an image up there and call it a day on LinkedIn. It takes a little bit of massaging to get that to a point 
to fit the specific channel. It might not take much. There are times where I've taken blog posts and it's just a few small tweaks, shortening the intro, adding a little bit, and you've got a perfectly well-written newsletter. Or on the reverse, you take a newsletter and it can become a blog post with just a few tweaks. It's not always a ton, but it's not as simple as copy and paste either. So why bother? Like I mentioned, feed the beast, feed the algorithm. This is what they want. And the reason the algorithm wants this is because this is what people want. And they understand in, in both ways that your content will get dinged. You will lose less reach. You will lose less engage. You'll lose engagement by adding links, by making it promotional, by trying to get people off the platforms they're on. And it's same even with an email. If you think about the amount of content that scrolls through and click-through rates and things like that, let's say the average click-through rate on a really solid email would be, it's probably between one and 5% with the median being like two to three at a click-through rate. And so that's a whole, that's 97% of people who aren't going to click, but you want to make sure that you've got value within that email. They've spent time to click and consume that content, make sure you're able to give them some value without having to click because otherwise, over time, they're just going to learn your email, your brand, your whatever. It's always a pushback to the site. It's always, okay, I'm just going to unsubscribe at this point. Like I'm not getting value every time I click this email, which is goes back to thinking audience first, right? Like we want to be able to think about the audience, think about what they want, think about their habits, and think about the really the goal of this type of content is a long-term overtime growth that compounds versus a short-term, I need to get you to consume this piece of content. It's much more about, I don't need you to necessarily consume this exact piece of content. I need you to like the content I have enough to eventually you want to consume it. <laughs> That's what we, we have to create content and distribute content in a way that people want to consume it because your company, my company, whether you're working in an org or running your own thing, we're competing with Netflix. We're competing with Disney Plus. We're competing with kids' soccer games. We're competing with every single thing in the world because it's all starting to form and look the same and become... That's all the time suck. It's all about attention. The final bit here on why bother, your audience doesn't see your original content. And this is a huge mindset shift for a lot of folks. And it's still one that I have to think about and force myself to shift almost every single week. And it's just that your audience doesn't see your original content. All the stuff you're creating, the pieces of content that are getting built, but your audience doesn't. You've spent probably months creating content plans, understanding, you've launched it. But again, in reality, think about your audience. They're busy. They're trying to work. They're trying to do this. They're getting bombarded by 50 other companies with 50 other pieces of content. So what is going to make your content stand out? One of the easiest ways to make your content stand out is to diversify the distribution on it and share it over time again and again. The number one thing with platform-native content is you have to be able to focus on the audience. That's the number one goal when you're thinking about platform-native content, whether that's social media content, email content. And you have to be able to understand why you're creating the content to begin with. A lot of times as marketers, it's easy to think, my goal with this content is to get somebody to me. We want them to consume the content. But when we focus on ourselves, we focus on the wrong things. So I think just number one, audience is the main thing. So when you're creating content on LinkedIn, for instance, and you're trying to promote a blog post, you're trying to share that content, you're trying to get that out there, 
think about the audience. And it's hard to do because it's very easy to get into marketing mode and to just try and get folks to understand what we're doing, what we're about. And there is a time and place for that. And we'll talk about that. But specifically with platform native content, getting the content you are creating in front of your audience in a way that's valuable, you have to think of the audience. You have to understand what they care about, what problems they're trying to solve, all those sort of baseline marketing type things that we all focus on. But we really have to think about those with every single piece of micro content that we're creating, because at the end of the day, if it's not valuable, and then we scale that over time, the non-valuable content scales over time. So that's what we're trying to avoid. And so a quick question for you guys, and you can think about it, you can post about it in the chat as well if you want. But we've all seen this type of this content over here, right? I tried not to call out the company, but we'll see how good or bad I did a job of that. But And it took me all of three seconds to find this post, by the way. It's, hey, you don't want to miss it. It's very promotional. You don't want to miss out on this. We've got this thing. Here's this. Go check it out. Here's a link. Very generic kind of imagery here. And my question is for you to think about when's the last time you liked, commented, enjoyed, engaged with a post like this. And again, it's that flip of promotional into value added content. We can't, and again, there's a time and place for this type of content. But the problem is when you look at most companies or most even individual creators, things that a lot of times it's very, it's self promotional. It's focusing on ourselves. It's focusing on what we have. I think there's a way that we could do something like this, still be able to promote the content, still be able to promote what we have going on and add value in the post. And I think that's what we'll exactly what we'll see with the platform native content today. Two things to think about, and this comes from Ahrefs. I love the way they broke this down as pulling versus pushing when you're thinking about your content distribution and your repurposing and how platform native content pulls in. And really creating platform native content requires you to focus on what they call the push strategy. So traditionally, we've got this piece of content on our blog. We've got this webinar that we've created to put it on our site. And our goal is to do what was up here. Our goal is to get you from LinkedIn to click our link and get over to sign up to our thing or to watch our piece of content. That's this. That's Facebook getting you back. Twitter getting you back, LinkedIn getting you back to that piece of content. Whereas platform native content, it requires you to focus on the push strategy, which is your content getting onto these platforms. And that's maybe the key thing to understand. It's not necessarily about getting people to come to you. It's you meeting them where they're at. And that could be an email inbox. That could be a social post. That could be a community forum. That could be a myriad of different things. But it really is all about you being able to get that content in front of your audience exactly where they're at and not forcing them to have to click a link or find the strategy, find the piece of content, read through it all, consume it all. It's just not how buyers act. It's probably not how you act. I know it's not how I act when I am scrolling a feed. I'm literally... When I'm scrolling a feed, I'm not spending my time trying to figure out how to do something or thinking about going off onto another website. Even if the content's valuable, I really find it hard to imagine a world where that is going to change. And so if buyer habits, if audience habits aren't going to change, then we have to adjust to meet the audience where they're at because we're not going to be able to successfully force them into getting back to our site. And the algorithms, all that stuff, they're actually like actively trying to wage war against you when you're trying to do this.
All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Distribution First, and thank you for listening all the way through. I appreciate you so, so much. And I hope you're able to apply what you learned in this episode one way or another into your content strategy as well. Speaking of strategy, we have a lot of things going on this year that are gonna help you build your brand, 10X your content, and transform the way you do content marketing. Make sure to subscribe to the show and sign up for my newsletter at justinsimon.co so you don't miss a thing. I look forward to serving you in the next episode as well. And until then, take care and I'll see you next time.